Next three Sundays, including today, let us turn our attention to see what was going on in Bethlehem 2,000 years before. You know, I believe God has kept your family and my family alive on the face of this earth and he brought us together to see the final moment of the year. It is enough that we had enough fight with the virus during the past nine months. Now, as we approach the season of Christmas, the remembrance of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us take time to realize and understand what this season is all about. You know, certainly this year, the Christmas season is not going to be the same as the previous years. It's going to be certainly different. Some of you are away from your family members because you thought you could get back, but then you know, because of the situation, we could never get back together. Some of you would have lost your loved ones during this year. Some of you would have relocated recently during this year and still you are struggling to settle down because of the current limitations and the restrictions that you are dealing with in the city where you are new. And this year has caused so much of change to our lives that we are not able to see the season as we used to see the other years. But as we have come to the end of the year, God wants us to slow down. God wants us to really slow down a bit because we had enough. We have carried enough weight of, you know, working from home, of having children at home and having this homeschool or online school. You know, we had enough for this year. God wants you and your family to slow down really. And God wants you to take things easy. I pray that God may give us a heart of thanksgiving as we approach the end of the year and fill our hearts with great expectations as we move forward into the new year. You need to do two things. Number one, you need to take time together as a family to thank God. You know, because there is no reason other than the grace of God why we are alive today on the face of this earth. There is no reason other than the favor of God that why your family is not struck down with the coronavirus. We have all the reason to thank God for our lives. And as we approach the end of the year, as we do in every year, every other year, we want to be with a great expectation as the Lord moves us into the next year. You know, this morning what we are trying to do is we are trying to put lay a foundation that will take us during the season as well as as we get into the next year. I want you to turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 and 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called, can you say that with me, Wonderful, Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with the judgment and justice from that time forward even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this Isaiah prophesied the birth of Lord Jesus Christ hundreds of years before he was born every year the birth of Lord Jesus Christ is remembered throughout the world during this season you know this morning I wanted you know I want to talk something which is practical which is which we do see we do remember in our lives I want you to take a time to remember those good old days when we were in, in your childhood days when we were in, in your teen I want you to go back you know to remember those good old days you you know you you may or may not celebrate Christmas you may or may not follow all these rituals and traditions but the childhood memories are so real we can never forget we can never get rid of them easily and we don't want to do that either memories are so precious memories are so embedded in our hearts during my childhood days in the place where we lived in India we can go out and cut a branch of a coniferous tree a fruit, fruit tree or a pine or a spruce tree and bring the branch to home and along with my mom and with my brothers we used to decorate the tree with balloons and crepe papers and hang the greeting cards and colorful lights in the tree the smell of fresh pine needles filling the home is so fresh in my mind in my memory even today you know we wait for the church carol to visit as we as three brothers we used to enjoy you know the dancing and the actions of the center mom used to make you know varieties of snacks as we come back from the hostel schools during the vacation days during the holidays we see four or five huge containers filled with you know different varieties of snacks Mom used to make Christmas cakes. We used to we used to be busy cutting those cakes and packing them and distributing them to the other staff, uh, you know, families, uh, those who lived in the estate where we lived, and even to distribute among the few laborers' uh, families. And of course, fireworks which we could buy easily from the shop, and you know, we need to do the fireworks by ourselves. And you know what? Half of them never worked because they are already wet or they are well already cold you know these are that's all i could remember you know these are some of the memories they are so fresh related to christmas i'm sure each one of you and your family you know you have your memories and your stories of those days memories are important there are so much traditions attached to these memories you know christianity is a religion filled with traditions 
the festivals and the seasons God asked the children of God to observe including the Passover which is celebrated not only by the Jews even many denominations many people of God across the globe even today some of these traditions played an important role even in the life of Jesus as he was living on the face of this earth our memories and traditions around Christmas vary depending on where we were born and where you spend your childhood days baking cookies and cakes and sharing with friends and families fruitcakes and Christmas puddings and candy cane decorating Christmas tree hanging a star in front of your house visiting the homes with singing and carols exchanging gifts and greeting cards carol services the nativity play fireworks you know making a family gingerbread house kissing under the mistletoe drinking eggnog leaving santa milk and cookies you know we can just go on and on there are american european hispanic African, Italian, German, Indian and Greek and Lebanese and traditions. Every country on continent has their own way of celebrating the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. The Christmas season is a time that is filled with rituals and traditions. In this season, there are special songs that are sung. Meals are exchanged. Meals are had together with families and friends. Unique types of food is prepared. Worship during Christmas Eve and presenting Christmas gifts and exchanging Christmas gifts and inviting families as it is a good opportunity to share the love, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, today, we may not be willing to follow all these traditions. That's a different issue. But some of these traditions were followed as a preparation for the season of Christmas. You know, I want us to be aware of some of these traditions. I'm not asking us to follow these traditions, but I'm asking us to be aware of these traditions. Traditions, certainly, I strongly believe, traditions certainly bring discipline. But also, it is equally powerful to take our attention from the main thing. We need to strike a balance here to keep the main thing the main thing. We know the main thing is not what we do outside, but how we follow inside. The main thing is not what we celebrate, not what we do outside, but how we follow Christ inside of us. One of the traditions associated with this season is called Advent. Advent, I want to touch a little on the season of Advent observed by many Christian denominations even today. Our friends who are Roman Catholics, Anglicans, Episcopalians, Methodists, Lutherans and many additional Protestant churches, they observe the Advent as they follow the ecclesiastical calendar of liturgical uh, seasons of liturgical seasons other evangelical and Pentecostal churches like us we don't observe Advent Advent is the period of four Sundays or four weeks before Christmas 
Why am I talking about Advent? For us to know what is happening, what is going on across the world today with other, our friends who, are, who, belong to, who may belong to other denomination, but they serve God. They love Jesus. Advent means, Advent means coming. Coming. Advent means the arrival in Latin. This is the coming of Lord Jesus into the world. Advent means coming of the Lord, the arrival of a gift from heaven. That's what Advent simply means. It means coming of Lord Jesus into the world. Those who observe the four Sundays and the four weeks Advent, they prepare themselves with a real spirit, you know, with a real commitment. Some of them even they fast during these days as they know they want to associate themselves with the real meaning of the coming of the advent of Lord Jesus Christ. There are three meanings of coming that are described in Advent. Next, next slide, please. There are three meanings of coming that are described in Advent. Number one, the first and the most thought of the, what had happened 2,000 years before when Lord Jesus Christ came to this world as a baby, lived as a man and died as a man, died as a man. The second thing is happening now. Advent simply means what is happening today in our lives. Jesus coming inside of us during salvation. Thirdly, Advent simply means the third thing that is going to happen, the third coming, the third times that God is going to come. First time he came to this world as a, as a baby, second time he came inside of us, and third time he's going to come back to this world again. Not as a baby, but as a king, and the, a, a, as a judge who is going to come and rule the nations. Advent, Advent reminds us the birth of Jesus, Advent also reminds us to have Christ inside of us. Advent also prepares us for the coming, the second coming of Lord Jesus Christ, even though he comes to us at the third time. When I had a closer look at the great tradition of Advent, I can't miss the Advent wreath and Advent calendar. This is what I could observe. Don't worry, I'm still a Pentecostal. Don't worry about it. Do not judge me now. Let's go forward, let's move forward. Advent wreath. The most significant tradition of the Advent season is the Advent wreath. The wreath and the candles are full of symbolism tied to Christmas season. The wreath itself is made of various evergreens, signifies the continuous life. The wreath is a circle that goes around the candles that signifies there is no beginning and there is no end. It symbolizes the eternity of God, the immortality of soul, and the everlasting nature of human being or life that we find in Christ Jesus. I want you to pay a little closer attention to what we see in the screen right now. Even the individual evergreens that make up the wreath have their own meaning that can be adapted to our faith today. The laurel. The laurel is a leaf that reminds green for a long time. The laurel signifies victory over persecution and sufferings. You know, there is a greater element of suffering as we celebrate at the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. The pine and the yew 
signifies immortality. And the cedar signifies strength and healing. The pine cones that decorate the wreath symbolize life and resurrection. The wreath as a whole is meant to remind us that we are immortal. Our soul is immortal. God's promise, God has promised us everlasting life of living with Christ Jesus. Four candles have their own significance. Four candles, three of them are in purple and one is in pink. Four weeks, the four candles represent uh, the four weeks of Advent. One candle is lit in each Sunday. Three purple candles. Color purple and violet is liturgical, liturgical color that signifies a time of prayer, a time of repentance, and a time of sacrifice. And three purple candles and the one pink candle together, they represent hope, they represent peace, joy, and love. The fifth candle represents Christ and his purity, and that candle is lit on the Christmas Eve. Advent is a season of remembering the pain and the sufferings of the past. It is a season of rejoicing over as Christ has come inside of us. And also it is a season that gives us hope for tomorrow. If you can go to the next slide. Advent, the coming of the Lord. Not a tradition, but simply means three things to us. Number one, if you can read that with me, Advent. A season of labor and pain. Advent, a season of expectant joy. Advent, a season of hope for tomorrow. You know, as we keep looking at this slide, I want you to pay a few a little attention to this slide. In our lives, as we approach the end of the year, I believe it is very appropriate because we have gone through a season of pain and labor, heavy labor during this year. And we have come to a time of great expectant joy. God wants us to rejoice as you know, he was speaking to us during the time of worship. God wants us to rejoice during these days. God wants us to forget those difficulties that you had in the, during this year. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Whoever is with you, just make it a time of joy. Make it a good time with your families and whoever is available with you. You know, enjoy the presence of God. Enjoy the goodness of God in your life. It, it is so appropriate for you today. Advent also, a season of hope for tomorrow. Because we are living in a hopeless time. And we do not know what the next year holds for each one of us and for our families. Advent is also a season of hope. Today, let's talk about Advent, a season of labor and pain. Advent, a season of labor and pain. Advent is a season to remember the labor and pain that is associated with the coming of the Lord. I don't know whether you ever thought in this way, but this is what we need to think this morning as we take this further. Children of Israel were living in the bondage for 400 long years. Children of Israel were living in the bondage in Egypt for 400 long years. Bible says Pharaoh appointed cruel taskmasters over them to afflict them and to burden them 
And as we know the story, the more they were afflicted, the more they multiplied. So the Egyptian taskmasters made their level, you know, so bitter, their life so bitter and so harder and so burdensome. They gave them hard labor in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of services in the field. They were tortured to death. And Pharaoh also commanded to kill all the male children who are born out of the womb. And he was commanded, if that is not happening, he, asked, he commanded them to be thrown into the river Nile. Children of God were living in pain and they were living in agony. The pain and the agony and the labor continued until God sent the deliverer Moses. We are talking about Advent, a time of remembering God's deliverance from the pain and sorrow. You know, Advent is a time that is reminding us the labor and the pain that is associated with the coming, the coming of the deliverance. You know, before anything that good, good thing had to happen to you, before anything that good happens to you, there is a time of trouble. There is a time of trouble, great trouble great pain great sorrow and great distress you know before something good can happen in your life advent is a time to remember the pain and the labor the children of israel went through in their lives you know there is so much we can talk about but the pain and the sorrow and the labor came to an end when a deliverer was sent there when jesus was born even though the advent or the coming of Jesus Christ brought great joy to the world, there was labor and pain associated with the coming of the Lord. There was no room for Mary and Joseph to deliver their baby. The labor pain and all the struggles they had to protect the mother and the baby from the cold, and finally, Mary had to deliver the baby in the cattle shed. We are talking about the labor and pain that is associated with Advent. Herod wanted to kill baby Jesus. And he sent the wise men to go and spy the place where the baby is laid. And Joseph had to flee from Bethlehem to Egypt. In the night itself, as Herod, King Herod was trying to kill the baby. In fact, he killed all the male children below the age of two in Bethlehem and all in all its district. The prophecy spoken by Jeremiah, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Advent is a season of labor and pain. You know, this morning, why are we saying that? We are saying that because the pain and the sorrow the people of God went through in their lives before they could be delivered. The pain and sorrow Jesus and Mary and Joseph along with baby Jesus and all the families they had, male children under the age of two, they went through before the coming of the Lord. Advent is associated with the labor and pain the coming of the lord for the first time caused so much of pain and agony to the people those who are living on the face of this earth 
you know today the world is going through the same agony and pain before the coming of the Lord first Thessalonians if we can move further first Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 2 and 2 through 2 through 4 I want you to read this carefully for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord the day of the Lord refers to the coming of Lord Jesus Christ the day of the Lord is so comes that's going to come in the future when Jesus comes back to this world so comes as a thief in the night for when they say peace and safety then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape verse 4 but you brethren are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief we are talking about advent a season of labor and pain that came upon the Egyptians that came upon people of God during the time of the birth of Lord Jesus Christ and the same pain is seen today in this world and in the coming days it is going to come upon the land and especially it's going to come upon those who reject Jesus Christ we are talking about Advent a season of labor and pain during this year the world had already lost 1.5 million of people due to coronavirus who would not have died otherwise many Christians they lost their lives and families due to persecution across the globe many churches were destroyed many buildings were brought down many churches were set on fire things were destroyed many friends and families who are known to us they are struggling in sickness in various diseases the various sicknesses we see families going through a terrible time especially young ladies young women and the uh, single moms you know they are going through a very tough time during these days because of the legal system and things like that when lord god is going to come back to this world it is going to be a terror on those who do not believe him that's what bible says as jesus was carrying the heavy cross upon him as he was climbing towards mount golgotha the people who followed him especially the women who followed him they were lamenting and they were mourning jesus looked at them and this is what he said in luke chapter 23 verses 28 through 31 this is what he said but Jesus turning to them and said daughters of Jerusalem do not weep for me but weep for yourself and for your children for indeed the days are coming in which they will say blessed are the barren wombs that never bore and the breasts which never nursed verse 30 then they will begin to say to the mountains fall on us and to the hills cover us for if they do these things in the greenwood what will be done in the dry you know jesus was talking about the days which are ahead of us the coming of the lord the advent is associated with labor and pain in the book of revelation at the wrath of god is going to be poured upon the land we read that in revelation chapter 6 verses 15 to 17 revelation 6 15 and the kings of the earth the great men the rich men the commanders the mighty men every slave every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks in the mountains and rocks and they say 
fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand the coming of the Lord is associated with a great terror that is going to come upon the land and it is going to be a terror for those who do not believe in Jesus Christ it is going to be a terror for, for those on those who reject Lord Jesus Advent reminds us the coming of the Lord the coming of the Lord reminds us the labor and pain that's associated with his birth in the world the pain that was upon the children of Israel that continued until a deliverer came on the land the pain that was upon Mary and Joseph as they were struggling to lodge and deliver the baby the pain that was upon Mary and Joseph as they were escaping from Herod just immediately after the delivery the pain that was upon the inhabitants of Bethlehem and the surrounding areas as their sons were killed the pain that was upon the world today as the world is getting ready for the coming of the Lord even during the coming of the Lord the pain and the terror is going to continue and that's going to be experienced by those who reject Jesus Christ Advent is the time to remember the labor and the pain that are associated with it not only that Advent is also a time of expectant joy Advent is also a season of hope for tomorrow and we are going to talk about those things in the coming weeks as we come to an end of the sermon this morning what God wants me to do what is the expectation of my, my God as I live at the end of this year? I know that there is so much of pain in the midst of joy. You know, all along your Christian journey, if you turn back to see, there were pains, there were times of sorrow, there were times of joy. That's how God is bringing His children. That's how God is leading us. That is the exact promise that God had given us. In this, time, in this world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. You know it's not a new theology that what I am saying right now. It is a reality and it is scriptural. A man of God put it this way. And he said. The life on the earth is like two parallel train tracks running together at times of joy and at times of sorrow sorry times of yeah say times of joy and times of sorrow and pain they go together at times one track one train overtakes the other but all along they run together it's so amazing the way god has fashioned your life and my life on the face of this earth and we knew we for certainly we know the reason why sufferings and struggles are still seen on the face of this earth and why they are associated very much to the coming of the Lord to the coming of the Lord it is time that you know God is preparing his people to take them into the eternal joy it is the time that you know God is working in the lives of people to take them to get them into eternity where there is no sorrow 
You cannot find that on the face of this earth. We cannot find a place where we don't see any sorrow. We cannot find a family where there is no sorrow. We cannot find a life there is no pain on the face of this earth. But we can find all these things across the river when we go there. This morning your heart may be burdened with something. But God is telling you, Advent is not only a time of labor and pain. It is also a season of expectant joy. It is also a season of hope for tomorrow. What can we do, Lord, during this time, during this season? God wants us to be thankful to him. God's protection over us. God's protection over our families. You know, God has protected us during this year. God wants us to be thankful for him. God's presence during the sufferings. Some of us have gone through the sufferings during this year. We want to thank God for God's presence all along that was with us. And we want to thank God for the comfort that God is giving because some of you lost your loved ones. And we need to be thankful to God for his comfort. As we enter into the season, I pray that God may give you that blessing. God may give you that comfort. God may give you that assurance. God may give you that, that feeling of God being with you. This morning, we are just going to get into a time of prayer. just want to quickly pray with you before we close. Shall we close our eyes?